Welcome to Geeks, the number one podcast recorded today in LA. In America. In America. The gold. The gold. The gold? Yeah, the, the Olympics. Ah, yeah. We Leading the medal gold. tally. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Good old America. USA. USA. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm your host, Alexander Chard, and joining me today is the one and only Nathan Hertz. Good afternoon. Why, how are you? Great. It's great to see you. It's great to see you both. Okay. Let's move on. And also joining us is the one and only Justin Maricondo. Hello. I think it's uh, been a while since uh, we've had this particular three-way, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's usually a different three-way, but yeah. it's usually, good to be back. We usually mix this. it up, yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, this three-way actually began in this very living <laughs> yeah. room, in Nate's, yeah. in Nate's living room. Yeah, but it, I think it moved all the way to the kitchen, and we we, we, we pretty much... We've, 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 we've thrown it about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're pros now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to see you guys. Obviously, we are taking uh, over... For the podcast today, Al had the last one. He's in England, obviously, still. Yeah, again, this is Al wasn't in, e- in England. It was actually this time last year. Yeah. Yeah, mm, that crazy. is right. Wow, year yeah. went by. One year since <laughs> Al. First three-way. Uh, so, yeah, Al is obviously still in England. You'll get more updates from him probably next week or the week after as we sort of keep throwing the baton across the Atlantic. But, guys, Nate, how yes. have you been? Good, man. Good, yeah. What's news? No, I've just been working hard, man. You know, doing the film thing. I'm at a festival right now in awesome. LA, which is kind of weird to be in a festival in Los Angeles because you're like still home, but it's <laughs> happening, kind of. Yeah, that's cool. So it's called Holly Shorts, and we're screening our uh, short film on Wednesday. Kickboxing Mullet. Uh, yeah, it's part of the web series program, and nice doing that and made it to the final round of this Sundance Lab so waiting to hear back from that nice and that's um, awesome yeah so and you know just trying to get the show made awesome dude nice contacting different content aggregators aggregators is that a word it is a word well I know yeah I know it's a word I just didn't wouldn't have used it it's a new word for me (laughs) I think the first three times I used it I accidentally said alligators Oh, uh, uh, yeah, content alligators. Sure. They eat up everything. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Just throw it at them. Yeah, awesome, dude. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. Yeah, it's cool. It's, you know, it's it's fun. It's like, uh, yeah, good to sell a show, make a few dollars, I hope. We'll see. Put a nickel in your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a nickel, sir, for your good show. I've been traipsing about Hollywood searching for people to put nickels in my pockets. <laughs> in exchange for my wild and crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, you're basically taking the, to, to go along in that context, you're uh-huh. going around Hollywood with like a horse and cart, uh-huh. and you, which you, you park in places, open it up, and do the performance of yes. the show. Yes, it's just you... replace cart with emails, yep. and horse with PDF documents, <laughs> yeah. and you're on there the you money. Go. You're on the money, yeah. And nickels with nickels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nickels with actual actual nickels. That's uh. the, that translates. <laughs> Brilliant. And Justin, what about you, man? It's yeah. been a very long time. It's been a, it's been a long time. Since I shouldn't have left you. But yeah. I don't tell the rest of that exactly. song. But, um, yeah, just uh, was working on my motorcycle. This pipe part blew up, and so I MacGyvered it and fixed it myself. And You're so it much runs, cooler than us right now. It runs so much better. Um, yeah. And uh, just been, uh, oh, went to Portland a bunch for weddings. There's a lot of weddings. A lot of people get married. A lot of people get married in Portland. Is yeah. that a thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, damn, I have to keep going back. <laughs> you just stayed up. It was like a one wedding a month. So it was like June, July, August. Shit. Damn, damn, dude. Yeah. You getting married soon? Yeah. Only in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just that's kind of it. I have an audition later today. Awesome. About it. Can you tell us what that's for? Uh, or can you just it? describe... <laughs> The yeah. sort of descript- like uh, your role description. Yeah, the description of the role is. Give me one second. <clears throat> so I'll just uh, sort of preface this with saying that Justin is required to be part of a, a certain squad. Now, there's squads that are quite relevant at the moment in the movies, obviously. Is it that squad? Is it the Suicide Squad? No, no, no. It's a different squad. Yeah, what oh. squad is that? You have well, to. Uh, squad. All I can say was she was born in 1989. Wait. 
Yeah. Mm. Is it who I think it is? It could be. But it's uh Britney it's Spears. The, it's <laughs> looking for a very diverse mixed group. Uh imp- improv background is a plus. Think of blank blank squad, but less supermodel and more hilarious improv talent. Oh, hilarious improv talent. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious yeah. improv talent. <laughs> so no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> be funny. Yeah. So I got that. <laughs> What about you, man? What, uh, yeah, what's the latest? Up? What's going on? Uh, yeah, just been auditioning. Things have picked up a bit, which is great. Uh, the police is still <laughs> chasing me. <laughs> if anyone yeah, you don't hear we don't hear that so much in Venice, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to East Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. I uh, went up to Seattle a couple weeks ago, mm. which was fun. Nice. Visited some family. Got to spend some time on Lake Washington. Lake so Washington. cool. It's better up north. Yeah. It's nice. It's yeah. just chilled. Everyone's really relaxed. Summer month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just on a boat drinking wine. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby blue. Yeah. So, no, that's all, really. And just kind of getting back into the swing of things back here um, with auditions and stuff, which had slowed down. So, that's positive. Been doing some writing, which is really exciting. Cool. Um, right. Actually revisiting a screenplay uh, that I wrote with a guy who was my best man at my wedding, which we wrote eight years ago. Wow. And kind of put on the back burner cool. for eight years. Uh, and it sort of sprung into my mind the other day. Um, so I went back and read it and we had like a five hour Skype meeting on, on Saturday and went through it. It was like, it was cool. It was actually cool having all that space and time because we became less precious about stuff. Totally. Do you know what I mean? It could yeah. just be like, that definitely doesn't work. Like that's just us indulging in yeah. our humor there. Uh, and so that was good. So that's a, it's a nice positive step, and we'll see where that goes. Cool, man. Yeah, nice. sounds so good. That's it. Awesome. This sounds fantastical. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> anyway, this uh, next part of the uh, show is a part we like to call Nate's Blowdown. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to pull the dentures out for this one because uh, we had a little technical difficulty before I got started. So this is a cold read. This is a cold read of cold. the movie news. Blowing down. Oscar winner Jeffrey Rush is set to play Albert Einstein in National Geographic Channel's first ever scripted series. Additionally, actor musician Johnny Flynn, who starred in the Comedy Central series Brotherhood, will play young Einstein in the 10 episode drama. Billed as an anthology drama, Genius will focus on a different innovator each season, with the famous physicist up first, Rob Howard, whose image TV is producing. <laughs> Ron Howard? Ron Howard. <laughs> 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 Shut up, guys. <laughs> Doing my fucking best. It's set to direct the first episodes. Ron Howard's directing. And uh, Jeffrey Rush is going to play Albert Einstein. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Flynn. There you go. Brotherhood. Okay. Anyone who would, 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 would you want to say something? Not really. Something? I mean, no. the, the news is pretty light today. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. That's uh, opening up with a big blockbuster <laughs> piece of news there. Woo. Kubu, Kubo, sorry, Kubu. Me, and the two, oh, for God's sake, guys. Kubu. Oh, and, uh, I'm going to heckle you during your game news <laughs> like you would not believe. And, uh, I get nervous and it makes it harder. Can I just can I just say that the one real reason I added this piece of news was because I wanted to hear your best Matthew McConaughey. Oh, shit, dude. You could have given me a heads. I should have. Uh, uh, you still uh, can do it. You can still do it. Uh, I'm just fine. Oh, that was a bit of a there. Uh, okay. All right, all right. All right, all right. Kubu and the Two Strings marks Matthew McConaughey's first animated <laughs> film, and the actor admitted that his interest in voice acting preceded his involvement in... I can't do this. Like his right. latest stop-motion fantasy. Did you get that? I hope you didn't. I hope you you skipped what? through that part. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's time to read his quote. Um... Alright, I've been looking. I've been looking. Oh, you want to do it, Justin? No, I no, think I don't you got it. No, Justin, it's your turn. Okay, so Justin's right there. This bit about Matthew McConaughey talking about his first uh, voice acting role in Kubu and. Right there. Well, I've been looking for a voice acting role for years. When this came along, it's a quality. I don't know. No, you're doing good. This is great. It's a quality production. Like his quality, the story's good. I was in. McConaughey <laughs> told Variety. Uh, that was it. That was a quote. Oh. Marie <laughs> McConaughey. <laughs> That's it. That was great. All right. He's in. He's in. He's gonna. We're going to hear his voice. Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank Matthew McConaughey for stepping in there. That was uh, wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Anytime, Matt. boys. 
Uh, Hulu has acquired the sixth and final season of cult comedy Community, making the streaming service the exclusive home to the complete library of episodes for the cancelled series, which moved from NBC to Yahoo Screen for its final year. Are you guys community fans at all? Uh, for a bit. Wait, Yahoo Screen is a thing? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I remember seeing... I remember seeing when Community had switched over to Yahoo. Uh -huh. I think I saw one episode and I, kind of, I cringed and uh, yeah. didn't yeah. watch anymore. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, you guys weren't into it. I mean, I, I watched, I watched, I watched a, bit a, a bit of it, but not much. It I, yeah, it looked a little procedural for my taste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, look, you know, it's a it's a well loved show. Yeah. So I'm sure time. a lot of fans out there are gonna be happy that it's gonna be on Hulu. It's back. Um. Anything else on that point? Moving on. John Williams will once again be composing the Star Wars score. <laughs> the five-time Oscar winner confirmed his involvement after a performance recently telling the crowd he'll begin work in a few weeks on the much-anticipated Star Wars Episode Eight. Oh, after they're going to say Rogue One, sorry. No, no, yeah, well, you should be, because your thoughts do materialize in my mind. <laughs> uh, after seeing an early cut, according to... Mass Live. Okay, probably didn't get that thought. William has been involved with Star Wars since the first film was released in 1977, composing and conducting the original score for every single film in the nearly 40 years since. He won an Academy Award, Golden Globe, BAFTA, he's decorated, and three Grammys for Star Wars. The man oh, is damn. shrouded. It's almost yeah. It's between him and Phelps. <laughs> yeah. For uh, exactly physique. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how do you feel about this, man? Well, I think it's a great. I think uh, the continuity within the series is important. And I feel like without a John Williams score, it's not Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But is it really going to be John Williams? Or is he you know, hiring somebody under him in a way? You know? Oh, dude. He probably has a thousand unpaid yeah. interns who like fight in a pit. Yeah, you. I mean, like I don't know, I didn't know how it works with big composers like that, but I imagine when you get to that level, you can probably come up with like a fraction—not a fraction of the idea—but you would, uh, what's the word? Delegate. Oh yeah. Certain roles. Oh yeah. To yeah. the development of different scores. I totally. Imagine. Totally. I I know actually two people I think who interned for John Williams. Yeah. Well. And they were both disgruntled. I came up with the Star Wars theme. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Kenny Baker, a key part of, speaking of Star Wars, a key part of the Star Wars saga, as the actor who brought R2-D2 to life, has sadly passed away. No. He was 81. Good age. Dude. Good age. But for a droid, you know. <laughs> for a droid. That man will live on in eternity throughout the universe. He's the best character of Star Wars, if you think about it. Yeah, he was. He's a lot of heart. It's a lot of, like... <coughs> a lot of shuffling. I mean, he was yeah. shuffling. He would have got hot. <laughs> he was right. on Tatooine in a box? Think yeah. About it. That's insane. That's should we, uh, we should dedicate this podcast to Kenny Baker. No, yeah. We'd like to dedicate KB. it to Kenny Baker. Yeah. KB. The old KB. R2-D2. Yeah. Booyakasha. Yeah. Um, this from StarWars.com and George Lucas. Standing three feet, eight inches tall, Baker created R2's much-loved, innocent, yet adventurous personality from inside the droid, starting with 1977's A New Hope. Whether it was the slow turn of <laughs> R2's... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nothing nothing better than a sneeze during a tribute. I was totally like doing my art, like my uh, my Oscar it. pace. Too. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really nice. in a different timbre. I'm sorry. You killed the moment, dude. It was really nice. Uh, R2's dome to convey suspicious or nervous wobbles, signifying fear. Baker made a robotic being seem very human. Very human indeed. I added that last part. In yep. addition, he played Paplu. The Ewok, who memorably steals a speeder bike in 1983's Return oh, of the Jedi. Brilliant. The actor became a legend to Star Wars fans. And here's a quote from George, George Lucas. Lucas. Kenny Baker was a real gentleman, as well as an incredible trooper who always worked hard under difficult circumstance. George Lucas went on to say, A talented vaudevillian who could always make everybody laugh. Kenny was truly the heart and soul of R2-D2 and will be missed by all his fans and everyone who knew him. Brilliant. 
That's very nice. well read, Nate. Oh, Thank you. It's lovely. Well done. Yeah, when you guys don't interrupt and fucking heckle me, I yeah. can actually make a point. Uh, that was specifically addressed to Justin. Whoa, dude. I just made a sneeze. <laughs> dude, Justin. Out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> when you sneeze out of your ass into the mic, it just, it really distracts. I can't help it. That, uh, that pure bar just went through me. <laughs> Last bit of news, I think, is, uh, is sort of going to open us up for a little confab here. Yep. Rogue One 2. Second trailer, rather. Yes. Confab. It has dropped. Guys, have you both seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Nate, do you need to do some quick catching up? Uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> Justin, yes. you're a big fan of the first one. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is now every time I hear that siren... <laughs> In any of the yeah. in any yeah. of the footage, whether it was the sizzle the trailer yeah. or the the sizzle reel that they released, I yeah. uh, I think of you. Yeah. That is like just in Star my Wars. brain yeah. of you just being like, I love that trailer. <laughs> well, that's not as good. There it is. That's yeah, amazing. It's uh, it's chaos. It's so, yes. what were your thoughts about this new trailer? Lovely. Better than the first. Uh yeah, by far. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave a little bit more insight. Uh, I do like seeing more of Ben Mendelsohn. Yep. That's how you say his last name, right? Yeah. Yep. So good. He's an amazing actor. He really I'm is. Really glad that he's the villain, because yeah, he just has a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to ruin it. If people haven't seen the trailer, but people should see the trailer. There's a lot of new footage of you know like the locations. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more in depth of the characters. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Diego Luna's character. He's like, hey, let me tag along. Yeah. Um, Good. Good. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, cool. Sounds great. Um, Alan Tudyk's uh, robot character. That's awesome. He I think that's going to be really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Totally. Um, there's a lot of potential in this. Uh, I feel like we won't be let down. It's, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, they use some of the same footage. Yeah. Um, but it it makes... Felicity Jones characters seem more intriguing because the other one mm. she was just like, Yes, I rebel. Yeah, totally. yeah. This one's you're like, Oh, dude, she's just like, I know, bet it's gonna be good. Like, I have a feeling about this one that it's gonna be, especially because like there was all that controversy about it being like maybe not commercial enough or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think I that, don't even care, dude. Yeah, that's what I like. I mean, that's yeah. what's exciting I, about like, it. Yeah, this looks gritty. They've got proto, like, they have an X Wing that's not. Essentially, the next wing. It looks like a spy X wing or yeah. whatever that thing is. Yeah, uh, no, I uh, I agree with you guys. I think this film is going to be great. I think it's going to be. I'm going to go out there right now and say I think it's going to be better than Force Awakens. Dude, oh, I totally, totally agree. Which I don't agree. I completely rate agree that highly anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, the wardrobe is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it looks great. Yeah. Like you said, Justin, I think with this trailer, which is way better than the first, you get a greater sense of. Uh, the worlds and the environment and the characters and yeah felicity jones character in this is way way more intriguing there's a bit more sort of depth yeah you you, you hear the line about uh her i think one of the guys says something like can we trust you out of your shackles or something like that which gives yeah. a bit more insight into she's like, a rogue yeah she's a real rogue like and and yeah. how are they bring her together and which is really interesting um there's some great shots there are there are a few shots in there where the CGI looks like it's not quite finished. Finished. Yeah. Is where it, it really stands out in a kind of Star Wars prequels kind of way. Like when those people are like flipping away from that explosion or something. No, that bit looks really good. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I really like it. Obviously, the big reveal at the end is Darth Vader. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? That's. Fine, because, I mean, it's going to have to end with Darth Vader because that's essentially the start of for his Darth Vader, mm-hmm. you know? Because you start immediately with Darth Vader in episode four, and you're, like, yep. on the ship, and so, boom, right there. So if we end with Darth Vader or something with him, like, brilliant, because that's kind of where four picks yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it works in the trailer, and I hope that is the format of the movie as well. <coughs> and like I think not a Darth, where Darth Vader isn't, like... Yeah. In every scene, he's got it. They got to protect that dude. And they've got to, yeah. And I think I, I was like quite against the whole Darth Vader thing to begin with, yeah. Because I just wanted him and the Emperor to have a presence in that universe as they do, but not actually be present in the film. Yeah. In the same way, uh, like in A New Hope, um, totally. they, they talk about the Emperor, but you yeah. never see the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you kind of see him in Empire Strikes Back, but then he's revealed in 
yeah. uh, Jedi. Um, and that's how I kind of wanted it. It was like, I'd like to know that they're there over, and you know that their presence is, is, is there and they're overseeing this kind of uh, expansion of the Empire. Yeah. Um, but then when it was like, oh, he's going to come in, it was like, mm, well, this is obviously a huge marketing push as well because the fans really want it. But I hope they get that balance right between him being present and, you know, like you're saying, fitting into the next part of the story without it just being like, whoa, here's Darth Vader. Like, yeah. he's OP, in and out. He's killing everyone, yeah. 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 But like, I, I feel like they'll probably get it really because the director's amazing. He's really good. Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Um, but I feel like they captured the essence of what it was. It's, you know, um, it has a lot of essence from like World War II where you have this yep. overbearing power that's sweeping the entire like uh, like globe you know you have the Nazis or whatever mm-hmm. this totally has that Pacific feel where it's yeah. like Germany was coming just like swamping through the Absolutely. axis I mean um, and then just everyone's trying to come together to save something that's like bigger than them yeah I think <coughs> the thing with this compared to any of the other Star Wars films I mean the prequels had a lot of uh george lucas tried to make the political themes in the prequels really strong didn't pull it off obviously but it was brave um the original trilogies had that real sense of space adventure this one feels like you said like a war movie yeah Mm. set in space which is gonna be cool and i think if if it pulls that off it'll be awesome but the reservation i have is the whole idea uh the whole story coming out couple months ago about disney doing reshoots yeah so it ties in closer to the force awakens and they're now disney brand and product they probably added the darth vader stuff dude. yeah yeah so you know you you have to kind of be wary and cautious of that and what that might mean for yeah. the film and for what gareth edwards had envisioned right. so yeah. we'll see but but that trailer is very exciting i would definitely go recommend and watch it and think of justin when you hear the sirens <laughs> <laughs> so yeah awesome I, good good discussion yeah that yeah. is our movie news movie news thank you Nate thanks Nate moving yeah. on continuing uh-huh. Nate's blow down but with Justin reading the video game news hi this is uh, game news so number one <clears throat> the release of the upcoming role playing game Final Fantasy 15 RXV has been <laughs> delayed uh, Square Enix has confirmed a new launch date, November 29th, which is nine days after my birthday, so everyone yeah, yeah. should write this down. Oh, wait, so wait, do you want this game for your birthday? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, nearly two months later than its previous scheduled September 30th launch date. So according to a statement released by Square Enix, the new date, quote, will allow the development team's time to further polish and conduct quality testing so that the reality of the game can match the expectations of both the fans and the creative teams. Oh, cute. Uh, game director Hajime Tabata. Is that, is that right? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Said, from the moment we joined this project, our vision was to create a level of freedom and realism previously unseen in the series. Regrettably, we need a little bit more time to deliver on this vision and are confident that this new release date will help us achieve this. Great. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Try to do the Nate very strong, stern voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, you did a good um, job. I mean, we can talk later about the specifics. Yeah. But um, <coughs> it is a bit of a bummer that they're delaying it, but I mean. You a Final Fantasy fan? Yeah, I, l- I love Final Fantasies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the only one I really played, invested sort of a chunk of time in, was was it seven? seven. It was on PlayStation. Yeah, seven, yeah. and there's also eight. Yeah, and then there's nine. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine ten. Yeah. yeah, no, ten was on PS2. I mean, I can't read Roman numerals, so I was just guessing. Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, V I I. Yeah, V I I. Yeah, or V. V. Uh, Final Fantasy V. Uh, <coughs> so yeah, you're a big Final Fantasy fan, then. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on this one in particular? Yeah, I mean, what's a few more? days you know months uh it makes it i mean if that's really what they're doing that's like awesome instead of like oh we don't want to release it because another game's coming out it's like yeah, oh, yeah this is awesome you get to fix a little bit more bugs um because <coughs> even watching when we're at e3 and watching the gameplay or whatever it was good but it just didn't seem as like i don't know inv- 
uh, immersive. Right. It was just kind of like, oh, it's all crazy, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But, um, I mean, that's just a battle mechanic. So whatever they're doing, I'm sure they're going to do a good job. Cool. Um, they seem a lot more invested in this one. Awesome. <coughs> all right. Number two. Two. Uh, Sony has revealed details of the 4.00 system update for PlayStation 4, codename Shinjin. The update will soon enter the public beta testing phase with a full release to follow on at an unspecific date. The update will refresh the console's user interface, update menus, and add folders and more. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. More. More than that? Yeah, more than that. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Shit. The PS4 will be getting a slightly more substantial update in the near future. No way. With the code name PS4 Neo. Neo from the Matrix? Due to be revealed early <laughs> next month. Uh, Dope. Yeah, that sounds cool. I, I really don't like the PS4 user interface. Yeah. Really? It's just so lifeless. I like the Xbox yeah. One interface. Really? It just yeah. seems more like active and... Hey. I don't know. Whereas the one... The, the PS4 interface for me just has no soul to it. It's just mm. very basic. It's very basic. It, but it's... I like how it's very organized. Because in the Xbox One, you like, try to thing. do something. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to throw this control. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. You got to learn that. You know, it's like the PS... You got to find you, the shortcuts. Yeah. You got to yeah. like know. You got, oh, I pressed this button on that cube. Yeah, press yeah. that, tap <laughs> that button while spinning yeah. this part of the controller. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, number three. Minecraft! Windows 10 Beta Edition owners <laughs> are now able to enjoy the game using the virtual reality Oculus Rift headset. What? Oh, my uh, God. The Minecraft app is available to download on the Oculus Store and is free to those who own the Windows 10 edition of the game. Minecraft on Oculus is a wholly immersive experience. <laughs> wholly like like whole, not yeah. like holy as in oh! Got um, it, got it, sure. Wholly yeah. immersive experience, differing from Microsoft's own HoloLens version of Minecraft. In that version, the game augments rather than virtualizes reality, so the real world becomes covered in Minecraft landscapes like some beautiful fever dream. Now... Justin, yes. Nate, what are your choices? VR or the augmented reality? Augmented. Yeah, me too. Aug. Because yeah. uh, did they do it like a demonstration of that last year? Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah. So and that's better. so cool because it's like you're building it on a table, on a table yeah. in front of you, and you're yeah. manipulating it and changing it. And that for yeah. me, and is I, way more exciting. It's way better. Like I, when you're just super immersed, you're like, oh crap! Uh, I don't even know what's going on outside in the real world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with augmented reality that gets me excited is that we're like one step closer to the board game that Chewbacca and C-3PO play in the Millennium yeah. Falcon in A New Hope. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. fair enough. Augmented reality. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Star Wars. Number quattro. <laughs> quattro. That's uh, four, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This hits perfectly because Palate Quattro, oh! <laughs> also known as Fallout 4's Final <laughs> DLC. That's good. I didn't even intend yeah. it. Oh, nice. Release date and new trailer revealed. Fallout 4, Nuka World Expansion, the last one for the RPG, comes out on August 30th, Bethesda announced. It will also... <laughs> I like, thought it was ended, like the sentence was done, but there was that piece. I know what that's like. It's okay. <laughs> the best thing to do in a situation like that is just keep going. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. act like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And, no, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, let me just make sure we, we're on the same page. Just ignore like, the heckling from the yeah. peanut gallery. It's sort of like cancel what, and continue. Like, you know, like. You know, it's like what the uh, liking of. just Is it like or is it like like? <laughs> <laughs> it will be available on the date across Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Nuka World is set in a post apocalyptic amusement park. Instead of happy guests, it is now filled with raiders. There are new quests, weapons, enemies, and more. Players can explore Nuka-Cola's various zones, including Safari Adventure, Dry Rock Gulch, Kitty Kingdom, and Galactic Zone, where they'll face a number of enemies. Nuka World (laughs) is expected to take up 3.66 gigabytes on your hard drive, which is considerably larger than Far Harbor, which clocked in at 2.7. And Far Harbor was meant to be, like, massive, like a whole game in itself, right? Yeah. Did you have you guys played any of the expansions? Because yeah. we've all mm. lost periods of our life yeah. playing Fallout Four. Yeah. yeah. 
But I haven't, I haven't I played haven't, any. Yeah, any I, haven't, yeah I, haven't I haven't been up to uh, date. I just, yeah. it's to me, it's like I, it's, I get so immersed in that game that mm-hmm. I'm like scared to yeah. plug in. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel that every time a new um, Fallout DLC has dropped, I, I think I've said it in every podcast. I'm like. I'm going to get back into the game now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What we and then do. I don't. I like started up and then I go, whoop, nope, not today. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because I'm like, oh, this is where I'm at. And this is what I have to do. I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah, do you guys think it's a hard game, hard or easy game to drop back into? It's a harder game to drop hard. Because yeah. when, when you get in, you're like, oh. It's not like Rocket League really where you're like, okay, get the bond thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. like, I gotta. What was I? What was I after again? I'm trying to build yeah. a gun or do something. Yeah, that's Why it. Why am I here? Why? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It is so. It is such a massive open world game, yeah. and with its sort of like very loose style as far as. I'm pretty the campaign, sure my settlements are on fire or like destroyed because I haven't played in a while. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully well, it's not. not like the game keeps ticking away while you're not playing, right? I mean, I don't know. I think maybe like the date shows how much time has progressed. So does it? I think I don't know. I feel like That'd my people. Fun. I have to go back. <laughs> Better check on your digital yeah. uh, beings. Number five. Five. Oh, uh, that's Cinco, uh, in Espan. No Man's Sky. Sky. Up, up, and away. No Man's Sky was released earlier this week for PS4, and now PC players can join in on the action. Hell yeah! The Just space done. exploration game is available right now on Steam. You need 10 gigabytes free on your hard drive to install it, but it's actually not that big at all. <laughs> the entire game will only take up 2.5 gigabytes of your hard drive. It also has a bunch of changeable graphical settings. So yeah, that's for PC. I, I saw some some yeah. uh, some dudes playing. You can play 4K. You can play like yeah. 6K on, on PC. On PC. Oh yeah. Wow. You can, you can buff it up. I mean, but there's only but the frame rate. Yeah. Because your it's just screen. Like yeah. I'm. Um, so you guys haven't played it yet, right? I haven't played it, but I looked at some gameplay. Yeah, I looked okay. at a lot of gameplay. So, cool. So I, I've played it before I kind of share my piece, because I wasn't sure if you guys had played it. I asked a friend uh, of mine who I did a couple of workshops with, a great actor called Daryl Haynes. Hey, Daryl. Uh, I'll give you a quick shout out. He's on an improv and sketch team at the Nerdist School. If any of you guys... The want. Nerdist? Yeah. Like, like the Nerdist channel? Like at the Nerdist school. Well, you know, like the Nerdist yeah, is like yeah. a content thing. I have no idea. Okay. But he's on an improv and sketch team cool. at the Nerdist That's school. That's great. Uh, but he, he's been playing uh, No Man's Sky. And so I, I sent him a message today and be like, hey, can you share some of your thoughts? Uh, so he, he wrote a nice little piece here, which I'll share before getting into some of my thoughts. Okay. He said... Uh, and I quote, I think that it is a huge disappointment, Oh, uh, but it didn't have to be. The way it is right now is that it's monotony and barely any variations in gameplay. I know this game was overhyped, but I feel like the game could have met the hype too if they included what I feel are obvious features. And I think you were getting into this before, Justin. Uh uh, that would have definitely made the game better and could have even created a self-sustaining world. I'll start with multiplayer. Everyone wants it. They should have just made it where it was easy to play with your friends. So that's the thing. I think it kind of gave the impression, yes, that it was going to be huge, huge universe that would be impossible to explore, but that at least you could have moments where you're crisscrossing with your friends and existing hmm. within that same universe, mm-hmm. um, which isn't the case. It makes no sense. It would have made the game 10 times better, he goes on to say. Uh, he said they kept saying it was an MMO, but why not? Put that bit in capitals. So uh, I think you wanted me to say it like that, Daryl. Um, it would have been so good. The universe feels empty of intelligent life, which gets very old very quickly. It needs to be more populated. There should be cities. How are there highly advanced ships that travel faster than light speed? But yeah, there's barely any signs of civilization. I want to go stop by the planet where everyone lives, where they develop this technology. Again, adding cities would have done nothing but improve the game. The only reason I can see for not including this is stubbornness again, or even worse, laziness. Building would have been awesome too and would have created a self-sustaining gaming world. There would be player-created governments in the game. Wars would happen. People could choose to be criminals while others would choose to be the police or bounty hunters. That sounds like an amazing game and would have undoubtedly met the hype. He's still playing... And he's going to the, get to the center of the universe and wait there in the hopes that they finally cave and make multiplayer. What's your friend's name again? Daryl Haynes. Daryl Haynes. There is a game. It's called Star Citizen. And so it's yeah. on PC. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I, I share... We'll get into that game in a sec. But I share... I sort of echo some of uh, Daryl's thoughts. So, 
I haven't played it all. Just break it down for me. What's the point? Then? Okay. What are you so, trying to do? So the point is, is that you are essentially trying to get to the center of the universe. Um, and as you do that on this kind of path that is set out for you, you have to kind of complete certain tasks to be able to upgrade your weapons or your ship um, or your tools to aid your progress deeper into the center of the universe. Got it. That is it at its most basic okay. premise. Um, and essentially what it is then is that you you go through different star systems and you enter... And the, and the cool thing is, like, uh, which was the big thing that was promoted, without any loading screens or breaks in gameplay, you enter um, what they call procedurally generated planets. So each planet is unique because it's created mathematically, a, like yep. a formula. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you can enter them and fly out of their atmosphere into space, into other planets seamlessly, which okay. is really cool. That is cool. Which is really cool. Um, and then on each planet, there's different resources for you to collect to help upgrade your stuff. Uh, there's also alien artifacts, which kind of give you slight clues into what has happened or what is happening. Okay. And that's it. And that is it. Uh, for me, a big concern going into it, the game was other than exploring and gathering resources and having this seamless flight in and out of planets, which seemed really cool. What else do you do? Yeah. And the answer is that is what you do. So how do you know which direction you're heading like how do you know that you're heading towards the center of the universe so basically they're like a, a little thing? so basically when you're in space you can open your galactic map okay and within your galactic map there's already a chart like a line between the star systems i think basically drawn out for you that guides you to the center of the universe oh. so you can follow that line which is kind of like following the campaign story mode, I see. if there is such a thing. Got it, got it. Um, but then you can free explore, where you basically rotate the screen through all the different star systems. And there's like, there's billions, there's billions. And you can sort of select a star system, and if you have a big enough ship or strong enough hyperdrive, you can go to that star system and just free explore. Um, any new planet that you discover will say it's discovered by you. You can name that planet. So yeah, then if, uh, if other players discover it, it will say discovered by your username. But 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 I thought it wasn't multiplayer. Or is the map multiplayer? But The map is accessible on the online server. But you're never going to cross over. From my understanding, you're never going to be crossing over or, or in the same existence with other players yeah and i think the reason for that because there was these two twitch users and they found they're like whoa wait we're in the same proximity because they noticed like a planet that one of them had discovered so they both flew to the same planet and went to the same spot but they could not see each other right um and the reason is because that whole thing where it generates differently for you like the planet might be the same essentially but it's mapped out differently because if you look at their pictures like the uh, the okay. surface is different so that might be the reason why it's like always evolving and always infinite is because it creates new, you know, like how is it Skyrim creates always a quest. Yeah. So essentially yeah. that algorithm, I think, is implemented into the way the game is designed. So that's why probably right now you can't play with another person. So you just go yeah, to planet, sense. you call it yeah. like Nathan's planet. Oh, what'd you call well, it? So another person <laughs> goes to Nathan's planet and it like, it it's doesn't called look Nathan's any, planet. But, but it, it looks totally different. And it's I think new. slightly because there's another thing you do where you, you can analyze flora and fauna on a planet. And in the same way, you can rename it and have it uploaded to the server. Wait, what? So, so when you're on a planet that you discover, uh -huh. you can analyze flora and fauna on the planet. Okay. So there might be just weird alien yeah, animals sure. or plants. And in the same way that you can upload the date, like the name and data of the planet onto the server, you can do with those plants and animals that you discover. Got it. So I could find an animal and be like, that's called the Nathan Jeston dinosaur. Our <laughs> baby. Worst name ever. Uh, yeah. You want to have kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Can you just start naming every animal like a person name, like Steve? Jim, <laughs> That's a good idea. John. And Todd, then you upload Todd. it. Yeah. Although, so I had a I had a experience where I was approaching a planet, and this was just coincidence. It was called Irjeston Naxum or something like that, and I tried to change it to Irjeston Maraconda, and it said, "Unfortunately, that breaks our profanity rules." <laughs> so Maraconda. Might be a, a, a swear. A swear word. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, the game, 
Look, I, I've played maybe about six or seven hours, about six, seven hours of it now. Okay. And, and I, re- I, at this stage, still really enjoy it. I enjoy, um, yeah, I've enjoyed space. So I was going from planet to planet, uh, finding resources, but I can start to see and feel the repetition in that. It's very, it can, it, and there's a balance in it. There can be sometimes when you're on a planet and it's just relaxing and you wander and you get lost and you can you can enjoy the environment and the design and that's really cool. There's other planets you go on and it's quite stressful because resources are really low and you need to power up your ship or you need to power up your exosuit and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to find stuff. And it's fun, um, but I can see the repetition in that. Of just like you're you're bouncing between planets. Yes, they might look different and be completely unique to each other, but essentially you're going and dropping in and doing the same thing but every time. Your gear is getting better over time, right? Your gear is be- getting better over time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, whether you end up using that in in battles or you know having a bit more flexibility with how you interact with mining or yeah, yeah. I, how much that's going to change i'm not sure yet so there but they'll be so this was the first release right so they're probably yeah. going to have big patches come in yeah you like would think like, so yeah with all and, these kinds of games they do that and right? i think with the feedback they're getting from people i think it, it might change i think what Justin was saying does definitely present an obstacle if if having a server where everything is procedurally generated how do you have people interact with each other through that i mean i don't know enough about the tech side of things um but as a game yes it is unique um it's very relaxing it seems like the game you'd play at work like it's like you've got like two hours left at the office and you're just like kind of minimize your 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 charts yeah pull up like i'm just gonna bounce from planet to planet while like yeah before i can punch out my time card i can completely see that i mean for me it's you know, if you just want to tune out for a few hours, play this because there's no, there's no like immediate threats. It's just very relaxing. So has anyone reached the center of the universe yet? I think there have been people that have already started posting videos. Um, there's certainly lots of videos up uh, online, like tips and how to collect resources better. Uh, yeah. Daryl left some notes as well about how he's earned money by collecting resources and creating other die? resources and selling them. You can die. Um, and in a similar way to to Dark Souls, your stuff is left where you, you die. Oh, okay. And oh, you okay. have to go and have collect go it. it. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay, so, so have you looked at any of the videos of what these programmers have decided is in, is in the center of the universe? Or? No, I haven't watched anything. Okay. I All I watched was the trailer leading up to it. So, uh-huh. you know, I completely bought into that hype because yeah. there was like real pace and energy about the game, yeah. like flying into the planet. And it was a completely different experience for me because I started off with a janky, shitty ship that was so slow. And it was like struggling to get out of the atmosphere and then taking ages to fly to other planets and then like burning up on entry it's like that bit looked really cool going into the planet and then you're just seeing like the the flames around your ship because it's just like burning off and it's like shaking and my controller's rattling and i'm like holy fuck i might but i've since got a better ship which i found which was cool you found a ship i found a abandoned crashed ship which i upgraded and traded with my other one Oh, which is cool. So now so someone's stuck on a planet. That's so there's cool. there's stuff like how that. many hours in did you discover that new ship? Uh, that was maybe that was quite recent. That was probably like four or five hours in. Oh, cool. Towards the end of like this little run that I've had. It actually sounds um, kind of intriguing. I guess it so. is intriguing. I think you just have to be prepared for a real openness to it without you know huge demanding sort of emphasis on campaign or story. It is just an exploratory game that just goes at its own... You can, like, listen to music and just... Yeah, and it just goes at its own pace, and and that's it. And I think... This is actually, like, the most appealing sounding video game i've heard of well well it, it appealed no anxiety for nate it, 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 it appealed to no me no stakes at all sure it appealed to me NBA in the way you know we've talked a lot about in this podcast about like you know there's we've talked about what each other likes in games and a, yeah. thing, a thing that's come up for a lot of us is enjoying games where you can be immersed in the environment and almost and be 
and have a sense of isolation and be by yourself. Like Fallout offers that. Yeah. Where you can wander and there's no one around. Yeah. And you just exp- and, and it's just you and the world. And yeah. for me as a gamer, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where there is just where there's nothing, and then as a character, you feel isolated, but have a sense, huge sense of freedom to explore that world. Hmm. And this is definitely that. Nice. Right. Maybe I'm gonna check it out. Well said. Yeah. I might Even though everyone's out. saying that they're disappointed, I think I might actually. I would yeah. I'd maybe wait for a sale or something. Wait for a sale. Maybe yeah. after a patch comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. Yeah. How much be, is it? it it's sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Oh, forgot. Oh, damn yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that is the way to go with with the sort of hype that people have had and the disappointment they've had. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that's across the board. I think lots of people do love it, but I think maybe yeah, to see how it goes, see where the developers yeah. want to take it if yeah. they do. Kind of uh, listen to some of the the, the comments and feedback. Yeah. But we'll see. Cool. Or so I can just lend it to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. What so else? Uh, I think we've got one last bit yeah. of news. Uh-huh. Uh The biggest part of the news is that hmm, I closed it, so I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, Al had completed Dark Souls Trace. Oh goodness! Let's give him a round of applause. All right, Al. Get it in, buddy. So you've got your soul back, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his life back. Hmm. So Al, uh, our wonderful Tessellate leader. Uh, yeah, finished Dark Souls. I think he said to me, did he say like 60 plus hours? I think uh, he played the game. He didn't get back to us 60? as far as how many deaths he had. Uh, incredible achievement. I think I yeah. played two hours of that game and haven't played it since. Uh, I kept playing, but then I kept dying again and again, which is the game. And I was like, I got to take a break. Yeah. I got to take a break. I started over. And then you I did. Like, died. And I was like, nope. That's, that it's so he- fun though it's like, a hell of a achievement yeah there is like i mean in the you want to work out that is the game for you <laughs> in, yeah in the short time i played it there is definitely a buzz in that kind of just getting beaten down and then when you overcome a boss it's like so oh, rewarding yeah it is it is it's a hot a mess all that rolls man yeah i had like one of the most satisfying video game experiences of my life playing that game actually with al because there's like this really difficult night that's like to beat who's like right outside your base and when yeah. you first start playing yeah. it's like you're not supposed to fight him because he'll just keep killing you over and over and over yep. again yeah. but like he can, he won't go into your base and so you can just sort of stand and you can get him to chase you to the like the border of your base yeah and just like poke him from your base like <laughs> over and over again nice. and kill him like really early and you did it i did that Brilliant. i discovered it and then i was like oh i'm sure other people have found that already and then i like searched and no one had tried it Whoa! So you found the secret to that boss? Yeah. Although I'm sure I, I searched more. No, yeah, I'm no. sure there are like thousands of people who. Anyway. And did that give you any urge to continue playing it? And it did. Finish I would it like totally out. like. I would totally like. Dark Souls is another one of those games where it's like I, I could see myself getting super addicted. So I've intentionally not. Uh, yeah. Not tried like not that started. And Fallout Four, I've kind of weird. Like I would start it up, but then I would take a break yeah. as soon as yeah. I start playing. Yep. All right, and that is game news. Well, right. thank you guys for reading the news. I don't know why I started talking like that. Our pleasure. So yeah. uh, now I'm going to quickly move on to a little bit. Uh, so I was in the shower uh, two days ago. Good job. Okay. And uh, hygienic. Yeah, and I was and I was scrubbing. Very very hard actually. Yeah. How um, was that? Yeah, I took the skin off. Whoa. And basically, Scrub I was like, raw. I need to go to a doctor. Uh, but I don't have any money. Oh. So I just like opened the bathroom window. Okay. What did you, what did you, what and did you I do? just screamed out as the skin on my arms and my chest and my buttocks was just ripped raw. <laughs> yeah. So what did okay. you, what so in that moment of heightened reality? I just screamed out, Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Can you give me some money? money? As a matter of fact, I can. I'm right outside your bathroom window and I'm perving on you. So, if you've just heard that, that means it's time for this week's movie and game releases. So, starting with movie releases on Friday the 19th. Friday the 19th. Uh, coming out, first film is uh, War Dogs, which is based on the true story of two young men, David Pakus and Ephraim Diveroli, if I pronounce it right, who won a 300 million contract from the Pentagon to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. Uh, it's directed by Todd Phillips, who's known for uh, the Hangover series, 
Writers uh, Stephen Chin and Todd Phillips, and stars Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen like one trailer for this. It's The Hangover, guys, right? I mean, it's Bradley Cooper. It's, yeah. Yeah. Saying yeah. It. it's um, literally Hangover. Yeah, set in Afghanistan. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's more, it's not that type Funny. of comedy there, yeah. right? No. It's like a dramedy, com- action dramedy comedy. Yeah. They, yeah, they, cool. they did Bad Moms too, right? That just recently came out. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was the same team that was like the movie that they made for like their wives. It was like an homage to like. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Moving on. Uh, also coming out is Ben Hur. Uh, the epic story of Judah Ben Hur, played by Jack Houston. Looks so a prince bad. Falsely Jack Houston, that's who it is. Yeah. Sorry. A prince falsely accused of treason by his adopted brother, an officer in the Roman army. After years at sea, Judah returns to his homeland to seek revenge, but finds redemption. redemption. Uh, it's directed by Timur Bekmambetov, who's a Russian director, I think. Um, yeah, stars Jack Houston and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, the trailers for this... Looks so shit. It sort of, for me, is almost in that kind of gods of egypt yeah. yeah it's at that level badness i'm just sort of sick of like reimaginings of movies where it's like not quite as it's not even a sequel it's like there's nothing new and it's yeah. just like okay the chariot fucking thing but is that problematic of hollywood in itself that sort of lack of originality perhaps well i mean i just think it points to how difficult it is for people to actually own any creative content yep yeah no i agree yeah, that's a good point. Um, moving on, and um, we heard Matthew McConaughey himself talk about this film just shortly, not long ago. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which is a stop-frame animation film, looks really beautiful. I yeah. don't really know much about it. Um, looks great, but it looks yeah. The yeah. trailer looks incredible. Uh, it's about a young boy named Kubo who must locate a magical suit of armor worn by his late father in order to defeat a vengeful spirit from the past. Um, as well as Matthew McConaughey, Ray Fiennes does some voice acting, Charlize Theron, and Art Parkinson. Yeah, definitely see that. It looks awesome. It looks mm. really wonderful. And finally, uh, going back to Final Fantasy, there's a Final Fantasy animation film that's coming out. The thing that got me about this is that the the animation is almost photorealistic. Yeah. It's incredible, the CGI, that I always almost wondered, why didn't they just... <laughs> film it yeah as a real film uh it's called king's glaive final fantasy xv what's that in roman numerals justin 15 oh he's so clever because he studied <laughs> romans yeah he's still <laughs> it's about king regis who oversees the land of lucius lucas yep. commands his army of soldiers to protect the kingdom from the uh nifheim empire's plans to steal the sacred crystal which gives Lucas its magic and power. One bit that was slightly, uh, and it's got Sean Bean, Lena Hetty, and Aaron Paul. Um, one bit that I found slightly unsettling in the trailer was whoever it was with a kind of English Cockney accent going, we don't want immigrants here. Which uh, was sort of very so much... relevant. Yeah, which very much echoed a lot of what's going on in Britain at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> which kind of made my uh, skin crawl a little. Mm. Anyway, that's it. That's it uh, for this week's film releases. How are those four? Anything you guys going to go see, do you think? Kubo. Yeah. Yeah, I might Me see too. that. Yeah. Well, maybe War Dogs, actually. I, I might see War, War Dogs, but uh, I don't know. Wouldn't rush out to see it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, moving quickly on to game releases for today, Tuesday the 16th. Uh, I don't know if any of these games are real. Who knows? Adventure Capitalist on PS4. Oh, uh, yeah. Bank Limit. Mm. Advanced Battle Racing. Mm-hmm. On Rift mm. and PC. Mm. That's Oculus Rift, right? Mm. I don't know any other Rifts. Mm. Bound on PS4, Justin, mm. is that anything? Nah. Yeah. Death Stare on PC, but wait for it. Stare uh-huh. is spelt S-T-A-I-R. Clever girl. Like ah, the stairs. Clever, so deadly. Clever girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And finally, and this is my favorite coming uh-huh, out yeah, on Xbox sorry. One, uh-huh. PS4, yeah, and PC. Tell us. Grow up. Oh. oh not a game at all it's just a little it's article not. from the new york times it's just a sassy statement, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sassy statement. Just grow up it's 50 megabytes yeah there you go great uh, so that's it guys that's it for this week's releases i'm going to quickly jump to this last weekend's um box oh, office box take office it. yeah um, before we make some quick predictions for next week while you pull that up i'm just going to give a shout out to a great show on tv right now called the night of i recommend if you're 
I've heard of this. Oh, dude, I love Riz, Riz Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah, dude. Who is going to be in Rogue One? Yeah. Check that it's shit amazing. out. Yeah, it's I had a guy that I was paired up with at an audition last week rave about that show. Yeah, it's a nice show. Definitely should check that out. Um, box office, not weekend predictions, weekend results. Let me pull it up. Okay, here we go. So, top 20, uh, at coming into 20, Central Intelligence. Uh, 19, Hell or High Water. Uh, 18, Mohenjo Daro, obviously. 17, Indignation. 16, Cafe Society. Mm. Um, I kind of want to see that. Is that the Woody Allen film? Yeah, I think yep. so. Oh, yeah, with, uh, what's his name? Lex Luthor. Um, no, not Lex Luthor. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 14, Finding Dory. Uh, 13, Ice Age Collision. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, Ice Age Collision course. One of those animals going to die. Global warming. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, 12. Oh, I lost the page. Ghostbusters. Ooh, that has dropped. Very crowd. How long has that been out now? It's been out. Oh, five weeks. Yeah. Made $121 million. Uh, good movie. Fucking good movie. Yeah, you're a big fan? Yeah, I don't know I if we've talked about it since we saw it. Yeah. I liked the first third. Uh, maybe first half. I think it lost its lost a bit of steam at the end. But that's a discussion. Sure. That's a conversation sure. for another day. Uh, coming in at number 11, Nerve. Uh, number 10, which I really want to see, Lights Out. Any of you guys seen that yet? No. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it. The trailer's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, coming in number nine, <laughs> appropriately called Nine Lives. Uh, number eight, Florence Foster Jenkins. Number seven, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, six, The Secret Life of Pets, which has wow, made so, so much money, $336 million. Uh, Bad Moms is at five. Jason Bourne is at Bad four. Moms. Now here is three. Top three. Top three. So coming out, and these ones that came out this weekend, coming in at three, Pete's Dragon. Oh. Number two, which I really want to see, uh, Sausage Party. I saw that. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and coming in and holding the number one spot, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I hear it's bad. Oof. Yeah. See, but this proves yeah. my point. Jared Leto is not actually a good actor. He's not. Wake up, everybody. Well, Sorry. Thank you. Actually, yeah. there was a really... Interesting article. Was it Will I Smith, how he doesn't like Jared Leto? Because that article is the best. Uh, <laughs> I read that, but that's amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, it, well, it referenced, it talked about Will Smith um, because of some of Jared Leto's action. It was basically saying how uh, method acting oh, is yeah, dead. I read that. Yeah, method yeah. acting is dead and almost as much a marketing ploy by actors and studios um, as it is a vo- like an actual technique that's used. And it sort of used Jared Leto as a reference and just how much press there was in the build-up to this film being released. Yeah. And consequently, about him like being in role and sending all these crazy gifts to his co-stars and not yeah. breaking character the whole time and um, pushing it to the st- extent where it was almost, yeah, it was just a marketing tool. Did it actually have any benefit to his performance, his no. performance or his character? No. Um, and it's just, and, 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 I, and I have to say, I could, it was a great article. I wish I could remember where it was from, but look up Jared Leto method acting. I think it was The Verge. Um, yeah, maybe it was. Um, and it basically really highlights how much of well, an indulgent yeah. wank it is. I mean, yeah. I, I, didn't uh, like in, I didn't like him yeah. in Dallas Buyers Club either. I mean, I right. just there's something about I don't I just I don't believe. Yeah, this. it's the Atlantic. I, just, I don't believe this. Goes, goes on yeah. Time, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, there's something that's very forced and deliberate. A lot of men find him very handsome, which I find I find interesting. Like, I've met a lot of guys who are like, dude, yeah, I want to look like Jared Leto. Skinny but, coke boy, kind of just yeah. like. But that's the thing, like, his method acting, or using method, was all external. Like, everything was just based on what, what, like, it was just very visual. It was like, oh, I've got all these crazy things, so I am crazy. It wasn't, like, nothing internal. Yeah, yeah that's it. it. Or, that or, is exactly There was no, like, actual death to his character. I could be like, oh, you're crazy because I see you have crazy teeth. And It was clothes. so shallow. Yeah, and I was like, you're just a one-dimensional jerk. Like, I didn't feel... Like intimidatingly spooked it from him. It was just like, "Hey, you're just like a creepy, coked out guy who's just gonna like hurt putting me. on like yeah, putting not, on makeup and yeah, being I just, yeah. Whoa, I'm a zany, crazy man. No, Whereas, I completely agree. Yeah. And if we're gonna 
yeah, spit shit yeah, on yeah. this right now, then yeah, no, that is yeah. absolutely true. It's just, and people will say, oh, well, he didn't have a big enough part in the film. But still, even if you've got the smallest part, watch, watch, uh, watch Philip Seymour Hoffman as uh, the butler. I think his name's Brown in The Big Lebowski. Tiny part, depth, layers, yeah. beautiful, yeah. incredible yeah. performance. It doesn't matter the size of your part if it's shallow and has. Yeah, has no layers. If you can't look at the character and see his internal machina- machinations, yeah. like it's nothing. And that's exactly how that performance was for me. Yeah. Um, and actually, I went back after we watched that. Bethany and I went home and watched The Dark Knight. And that is just, what a film. And, yeah. you know, I used to think there was a cyn- cynical side of me after Heath Ledger died that thought, okay, well, part of the hype of that performance is because he died. Because he died, yeah. Um, but watching it back... Yeah, it is. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's incredible. Anyway, um, and I hate that. I. It's it's such an interesting like marketing thing when movies like market what the actor did to get prepared yeah, for the role. Yeah. Like, this sort of alternate story, which usually points to like weakness within the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, yeah, because it's like surely that kind of conversation can come up after you know once the film's released and people want to ask those questions if about a person's yeah. process and if you're like really like actually like like a craftsman it's not like it's not like you want to publicly it's like you kind <laughs> yeah, of are yeah. like i got something that works for me and like I don't want this is what makes know. me yeah. special and i'm gonna like not it's like the magician revealing his tricks yeah, yeah i mean it's partly that but it, it more than that it's just sort of like embarrassing or something you know, yeah. i don't know it's just like weird I, that, mm-hmm. whatever um but uh, what else? Oh, we were going to talk quickly about Sausage Party. I saw it oh, yeah. a couple days ago. Um, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend like did all the social media for it. And like, did a lot of the art and design for it. Um, so he wanted us to go see it. And it was funny. It was overstimulating, intentionally offensive. Yeah. I mean, I get like kind of just like with those kinds of crazy animations where it's like joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Like crazy shit all the time. I kind of get two-thirds of the way through i sort of like my i tune out <laughs> right <laughs> even yeah. though it's sort of funny on a surface level it's kind of i guess it's yeah it's all about religion and what whatever and yeah it actually yeah. has this sort of message about tolerance although it's intentionally offensive to like every single race and yeah. community um so yeah i mean that's what it is it, it's it's parts of it are fucking hilarious though cool like actually like i was yeah. like laugh like you can't help but laugh even when you know you 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 know that you're going to feel like shit because you did laugh later. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's film that I'd have to maybe just get really stoned and watch. Totally stoned, drunk. Stone it also drunk, feels whatever. like the film, like it was written like that when they were stoned and drunk. Like the humor is like inebriated humor. Like Seth, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen and they, Seth Rogen and, and, and team. And they yeah. had been working on the script for like 10 years. Brilliant. So that makes every moment. You could tell like every moment was like, a joke that happened like three years apart from the other joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know how to put it, but like, yeah, I know exactly. What you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was that. Yeah, I'm. Cool. I haven't seen Bad Moms, but I'm really curious. I'm meeting the producer in a few days, like okay. the like producer producer. Yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, my friend Zai like didn't relate to it at all, but my writing partner Alexandra, who is a new mom, was like went alone because like her baby was asleep and she just like snuck out and went. <laughs> And said it was like the theater was full of women like drinking and that it was like a party. Like essentially <laughs> oh, right. like ha- like literally like a hangover like sort of anthem movie for yeah. women. And to me, like that sounds awesome. <laughs> like I nice. totally want to go see it and like Yeah, cool. Yeah. Check it. Even though apparently it's shot really badly and looks horrible, but whatever. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Let, let us know what you think. Okay. Brilliant. So uh out of uh just quickly out of uh, the movies that are coming out this week, we have Ben Hur. And all of the other stuff, whatever. You guys think any of those are going to break this grip on uh, the top three? I think so. I think War Dogs, War, Ben-Hur. War Dogs, War Dogs. going to take number one. Yeah. Yep. And then Kubo, number two. And, and then, then Suicide, three. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say uh, War Dogs will take number one. Uh, Suicide's going to drop down to three. And Sausage Party's going to be at two. Kubo, will oh, really? four. That's my guess. Wait, Sausage Party come out already or no? Yeah, yeah. So it's in second place. It came out last weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, guys. Guys, that's it. That's uh, it for today's podcast. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Uh, We got through it, guys. Listeners, uh, you can follow us at um, We Are Tesla with two L's and. 
uh, two S's and two L's. Uh, if you go online, uh, wearetestlate.com, you can find all of our podcasts, uh, movie reviews, music by Al's band Ghostlight, um, and various other projects and things that we're up to. You can also go onto YouTube and follow us at uh, We Are Tessellate. Subscribe. Uh, check out our content. Nate and Al have been dropping uh, Starfish Diaries. Uh, if you don't know what that is, Starfish is Tessellate's first feature film production, which is written and directed uh, by Al and co-produced by Nate. Um, and they basically talk about the process of how to make an indie film and all the highs and lows that come with that. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexander Chard. Justin, how can we find you? It's Radley. It's Radley on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, sure. I don't really use Twitter. But there you go. Send him a tweet. Don't I don't use it either, don't. so send us both <laughs> tweets. Um, <laughs> Nate, where, we can, where can we find you? Check me out at ghzfilms.com. All right. Servicing all your corporate video needs. Brilliant. Sweet. You can uh, check out some of Nate's work there. Um, yeah, keep an eye out. We're going to have more stuff and content uh, in the future, including some retrospectives on some horror franchises. Uh, Al is going to be dropping some podcasts from across the pond in the UK. And back in, uh, when we get to September, I think, or October, Al will be back and the whole team will gather for a mega podcast. Mega podcast! Servicing your gaming and movie needs. We are geeks, geeks. and we are out! Geeks, geeks out! out.